Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Coronavirus Survival Guide. Last episode, we went longer than expected and decided to cut it into multiple episodes. So this is the continuation of the previous episode. For the first half, go check out episode 3, the Pedro Pascal Survival Guide. Now on to the show. Hitler had already been cemented it, in culture, been, yeah. in the cultural zeitgeist. Right. It's the same thing as the Beatles. There are so many bands that are better than the Beatles, mm-hmm. but because the Beatles stole for, stole their music first, and I will stand by that, the Beatles stole their music. They were not original. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I agree. This is, do, this is documentable. The, the Beatles before or after, I said. Yes. I don't care. Because after, I feel like it was more original. Maybe. Yeah, we all live in a yellow submarine, a yeah. yellow submarine, a yellow submarine. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, that was very, very, like, organic. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? Yeah. yeah. There are there are bands after the Beatles who are better than the Beatles, and they plagiarized better than the Beatles did, so they did all of it better, but it, the Beatles were... Fir- the Beatles got prominent first, so they will always be what people point to. Well, me, me, I will. I will always point to Led Zeppelin from Same. that era as the best. As the best that that era and, and had to play, offer. And plagiarizing? No, just that music in general. See, you can you can lump plagiarizing in there because because yeah. Beatles, Rolling Stones, and Led Zeppelin they were all plagiarizing. D- didn't Led Zeppelin get in trouble for plagiarizing one of their own songs, or am I thinking of a different band? I don't. I'm thinking of CCR. Yeah, okay. CCR. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, John Fogarty, yeah. he had to fight it. Yeah. No, dude. Speaking of um, plagiarizing your own stuff, have you heard ACDC? Um, all their stuffs. The meme is all their songs sound the same, and because the drummer plays one beat. Yeah, and um, same with Metallica. One of no, he plays a little something different in a couple songs. This is true. One of the a couple. Uh, couple. So well, it's okay. So one of the um, members of ACDC was asked in an interview once about their discography. And that, like, um, the interviewer asked him, what do you have to say to the people who say that your band has just made the, tw- the same album 12 times? And the guy responded, that's a bloody lie. We've made the same album 13 times. That <laughs> <laughs> was uh, Angus Young that said that. Yeah. <laughs> Angus Young, the guitar, is it? which is hilarious. Um, I feel like from that time period, another band that... I, I But this is from my musical understanding mm-hmm. of things. My go-to is Black Sabbath. I would completely from that era. From that era, because yeah. Black Sabbath caused metal. Hold on, what? Yes. What era was Black that, Sabbath a part of specifically? Uh, uh, Mid sixties to seventies. Wait, so they were the same era as Led Zeppelin? Yes. Were they? Yes. I did not realize that. Like no. Ozzy was in um, Black Sabbath. I think until seventy two. I think so. Hold on. So I, I'm going to go ahead and look up all these bands so that we can like have a timeline. The Rolling Stones. Uh, hold on. You, you could just do Wikipedia on all of them. Yeah, I know, but uh, like it was pulling up the Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, yeah, I, left yeah, I forgot off. about that magazine. Yeah, yeah, I accidentally left Most the people off. Have. So the Beatles. Led Zeppelin. You should know how to spell that, especially with Zeppelin. I mean, I just know how to spell Zeppelin. I'm... Yeah. English was my best subject subject in school. I'm just good at it. Same. Black Sabbath. Uh, what else do we want to throw in here to discuss? Uh, ACDC. Pink Floyd. I wouldn't say Pink Floyd. They were a little bit later. 
And, and also, yeah, like, they were like late seventies, late seventies, early. Yeah, because they were into heroin. Well, it's, it's not just it's not just like the era. Like with Pink Floyd, I like them, but I would not say they were on the same level of like exposure and fame that the bands we have up already. True. Were I would say like they were the next tier down. Yeah. Not in terms of quality, but in terms of just like. I would agree with you. Well, also, yeah. I feel like they're part of the next era. Yeah. So. ACDC, you could probably say, is part of the next era as well. For, I feel like yeah. ACDC is the best bar band ever. 1973, 1960, okay, 1968, 1968, same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolling Stones were 1962, 60, 70. So I'm going to go, I guess we'll go by decade then. So it, for me, in the 60s, you had, like, you had those four artists. Yeah. Stones, Zeppelin, Sabbath, and Beatles. And Beatles, and you mean, um, you mean, um, John and the other guys. Not the Beatles, John and the other guys. Is it, it was the John Lennon show for quite some time. I mean, I, I guess... Feel like, I feel like we can't include these without including Jimi Hendrix as well. Oh my gosh. I yeah. forgot about Hendrix. Because yeah, I was thinking of bands. I, I, th- I was... Free- so, oh my gosh, hold on. So, yeah, we'll put we'll throw Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix. I got in. it right there for you. Oh, you're right. I was just doing a search bar on it. So, we're we're going to go ahead and kick ACDC out cuz they're the next decade then. Yeah, um Yardbirds, Jimmy Hendrix, and then um was I was just Bowie. thinking of one. When was David Bowie? 80s. 80s. When was Prince? 80s. 80s and 90s. Okay. Michael Jackson, eighties, nineties. Okay. Um, uh, who isn't there? Yardbirds was um, the first band that Eric Clapton was part of. Oh, okay. When did he? So when did Jimi Hendrix like first start? Like when did he blow? I guess I'll look for his first album. You could just go to the very top. Well, it didn't. Yeah. The... Scroll down right here. 62. 62. Okay, so he can be in 1970. And he died in 70. I feel like, though, so I I want to hit this from two different angles. I want to hit it from, like, the most influential, and by most influential, that, that includes, like, fame and all of that, yeah. exposure and all that. Yeah. And then I want to hit it in terms of best, like, just best music. Yes. In terms of best music, for me, it's between Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix. In terms of, like, most exposure would obviously have to be... it have to be the Beatles, because the Beatles have, like... People have ranted and raved about the Beatles. I feel like of the five we have here, the one that sits on the back burner the most is the Stones. I don't know. I would actually agree with you. Well, I say that because I can see clear direction on what everything has influenced except for the Stones. So the Beatles influenced a lot of... According to some people, they influenced everything. So, according to some people, they influenced all modern music, okay? Led Zeppelin influenced a lot of your more modern rock sounds. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix influenced majority, if not all, Guitar. of your instrumentalists and guitarists. Yeah. And he revolutionized the world with his guitar playing. Yeah. And then you have Black and Sabbath. left handed. He also played left-handed, which he was one of the most notable left-handed guitarists of all time. I never noticed that. And then Black Sabbath influenced an entire genre. Well, I w- Metal. Like, he, he, they are 
the godfathers of metal. I would argue the Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin would both be considered like proto metal in quotes. Well, Zeppelin but, was more on the like alternative rock side of things. I mean, yes. I would agree with I would agree with you there, but as far as the way the songs are actually structured, I feel like they're both heavily influential when it comes to metal. Yes. Yeah, when it comes to uh, just like strictly sound, I think are like some of the most pro like um, famous Led Zeppelin stuff would be like Cashmere. Yeah. Um, Cashmere, Immigrant Song. Some of my favorite ones are Good Times, Bad Times. Um, yeah. What's the one I'm thinking of? Um, Ramble On. Black Dog. I don't listen, I've not heard Black Dog. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like a mixture of stuff I listen to and stuff that's just out there and that would I, be like. I feel like you've heard Black Dog, you're just not thinking. Probably. Yeah. You've yeah. heard it, you just don't know it. Most um, of the songs you just mentioned are on the same album as well. Well, I, I know that, but yeah. um, Stairway uh, to Heaven, all that. And the, I mean, <coughs> even though they're off the same like album, like. Four or three? I don't know. I think the, no, it was two. It, was, it two. was two. Stairway to Heaven, Cashmere, Ramble On, Poor Tom, Ozone Baby, um, Hair Stairway to Heaven, all that. What's the, what's the one that. Hey, hey, mom, I say the way you move, I'll make you sweat, I'll make you. Black Dog. Okay. Oh, so the. Yeah, Black Dog, I do know yeah. that one. So all of those, like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> those all sound. I can hear the influence on modern rock there, whereas. Yeah. I, I don't. Granted, I don't listen to a lot of metal, but I don't know how that stuff would have influenced metal because metal just doesn't sound close yeah. anywhere close. And to so that. the so, thing I, I do see where he's talking because they did influence a lot with the basic like chord structures. Yeah. But for me, Led Zeppelin also like their their bassist one of the best bassists. Led Zeppelin's. Eh. I would say that they influenced the vocals. Yeah, of but metal Geezer. I would say they. You didn't listen. You didn't listen to Geezer Butler. I would say they influence a lot of the vocals of metal. I would say more, Especially more when, like your power metal stuff. Yeah. Uh, but with Black Sabbath as far as like the guitar tunings. Like they were the first one to introduce Drop D. Yes. And Drop D was like insane at that time. Yeah. So, so Drop Tuning literally was inspired by a lot of what Black Sabbath did. So can I... We're talking about inspiration, so it sounds like we would say Led Zeppelin most heavily influenced modern rock. Yes. Black Sabbath most heavily influenced modern metal. Jimi Hendrix influenced all guitarists, both... Yeah, he revolutionized guitar. Yeah, all guitarists, so he influenced all genres, arguably. I mean, but then you have arguably at the same time with the Beatles. Well, that's... Well, so what I'm getting at is, like... Um, I'm trying to figure... So, like, Beatles were the most popular. That's just a done deal. Sure. Um, I, I want to discuss... So, we got most popular. We can all agree on that. But in terms of, like, most influential... Like, I'm trying to figure out right now because... Like, like, for me, in, in my circuit of things, way, the music well, I'm not gonna, I listen to a lot of... Yeah. You literally can wipe every single one of those off of there except for Black Sabbath. Can you wipe Hendrix off though? If yes, you can. Influence all guitar. Like he inf- he he influenced guitarists. Yeah, a lot of guitarists. Yeah, and, but he influenced a lot of your shred and instrumental guitars more than anything. Okay. So like, um, you have uh, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, uh, Polyphia, Polyphia with Tim Henson, Scott LePage. You have. Uh, Yngwie Malmsteen, like all those people were inspired by 
Hendrix's work. Yeah. Because his main thing was he was a guitarist. Jimi Hendrix's experience was just him doing... Yeah. Singing on top of that. Yeah. So, I guess... Let me rephrase. You were talking about how... I... I it doesn't feel interesting to me to discuss, like, which of the, the stuff we... What of the stuff we listen to is most yeah. influenced by who. I want to, like, figure out... It's so weird that we're, like... It's so weird that we're honing in on this now after yeah. everything else we talked about. But, like, what do you think... Putting aside your music taste, I want to hear from both of you guys. And we Sadly, can also, the Beatles. You think the Beatles were the most influential? Sadly, the Beatles. I, I would agree. Um, because up until recently, they had... Uh, up until Drake topped them... Mm-hmm. Um, they had the most number one singles of any band ever. That's depressing. And Drake, and Drake talked. That's them. my point. But sadly, but just that, that goes back. That goes, that goes back to them being sadly. I know that goes back to them being the most popular, though. Like I don't think like just. But it's like what made them the most popular? That that's because what they is. followed the formula. Yeah. And there's a specific formula to becoming the most popular. Yeah, I guess and it's I'm, literally followable by anybody. I guess what and, I'm. But the thing is, you have bands like both of the ones that we're both wearing right now. Mm. He's wearing Rivers of Nile. I'm wearing Dens. They go against the grain. They do things that are different, mm-hmm. so they can be artists, not so they can sell. Yeah, I mean Rivers of Nile that. Their third album literally had a saxophone on it, and they're a technical death metal band. Yeah. They toured with them. Dins is a, uh, like, a, kind of like a post-hardcore into metal band. Okay. okay. Like, kind of influential rockish, more Yeah. And they took their last album, which was Taming Tongues, and turned it bluegrass. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. They just took everything, took it to a bluegrass sound, before and I'll, Before I leave everything. tonight, remind me... For, or remind me of this band's name so I can listen to them on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, then third one would be... They had Leroy from uh, War of Ages on one of their songs. Really? Yes. Okay. Of I've these, never listened to them. Of these five, who do you prefer then? Sabbath. Uh, I would say it's a tie between Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. I feel like if I'm listening to anything older, it's between those two. Yeah. For me, it's like Led Zeppelin or Jimi Hendrix would probably be the two I'd go to. Rolling Stones, that I get, I, I feel conflicted about them, and the reason for it is Rolling Stones has a lot of songs that like I respect, but I don't like. You know what I mean? Like I can tell they're good, but I don't like them. Rolling Stones has two songs that I love. I I think they're really Which ones. So I'm getting to that. They have two songs that I love, but when I found out what the lyrics were, I had to stop listening to them. Okay. The two songs are Brown Sugar, and um. Oh gosh, what's the other one? Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the second one, but um, Brown Paint It Black. No. Sympathy for the Double. No. Okay. Uh, I know those ones. No. Uh, golly. Yu Yu Hakusho. No. <laughs> uh, hold on, I can probably find it in my YouTube Turducken. history. Hold okay. on. <laughs> well, Henry's looking for this. Um, I have a very unpopular opinion about the Rolling Stones. I feel like out of the five bands we have pulled up, they're the most overrated out yes. of all of them. The Rolling Jagger. The Rolling Stones? No, uh, the Beatles are way more overrated. I, I also feel like the Rolling Stones is the equivalent to that time as... Uh, Nickelback is the artist. No, not Nickelback. Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
You don't know what you just did. No, I know exactly. <laughs> Gimme shelter. Gimme shelter. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. So I like, but I like. He also really likes Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. And so, <laughs> which I'm with you. Like the Stones, but, like had some good songs, just like Chili Peppers has some good yeah. songs. But the everybody, of everybody stuff. has a problem with the front man. So everybody had a problem with Mick, just like everybody has a problem with Anthony Keyes. Well, here's the difference. I think that the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, Flea as a bassist and John Frushanti as a guitarist, and arguably even Josh Klinghoffer. Klinghoffer, yeah. Arguably I will agree even Kling- with you Klinghoffers. I think those good. three are better as musicians than... And to be fair, like, I actually do understand, like, I don't accept that the Beatles were as influential as they were because of all the stuff that they ripped off. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do accept that Keith Richard as a guitarist was very Keith Richard was good. I, I accept that. And so I feel like, with the exception of Keith Richard, I feel like the Chili Peppers as a band were better than the Rolling Stones. Sure. So, like, they surpassed the Rolling Stones there. So it's like, if you're comparing them in terms of, like, frontman being, uh, being a huge negative... I would say you could probably sub out in that your idea. Um, sub out... Rolling Stones for Aerosmith. Yes. I would 100% agree with you. Because you still have... Um, what's the name of their guitarist? I, I am blanking. I don't remember. Does anyone know? Like, Steven Tyler. Yeah, Steve Tyler's the one I know. Like, he's... By the way, his daughter was uh, Arwen. Liv, Liv Tyler, yeah. yeah. Which is really weird. It's on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, so like the thing is that the guy, uh, Joe Perry. Joe Perry. Yes. Joe Perry was a very good guitarist. He was. Yeah. He was up there with the status of... Frushanti. Um, Frushanti. He was up there with Klinghoffer. And he was doing things differently. Yeah. Um, And so that's why I feel like you can make that comparison. Oh, by the Quite way. at the same time. S- Slight detour, I just re- remembered, I was reading up on Klinghoffer recently, because I keep an eye on his solo career just to see what he's doing, because I like him, and I found out he's touring with Jane's Addiction right now. Oh, sweet. Dave Navarro's band. Well, Dave Navarro was the guy who replaced Frushanti before Klinghoffer did. I didn't so know that. It's really weird that those two ended up together. Interesting. Dave Navarro was their guitarist on One Hot Minute, and Klinghoffer was their guitarist on... Now... Pick, I'm with you in the getaway. Pick one... One instrument player from all these bands subbing out Jimi Hendrix. One. Pick one from each? No, pick one. You only get one. Oh, one. You only get one person from the Beatles, the Stones, Zeppelin, and Sabbath. Who are you picking? Okay, I thought you were asking, like, pick one from each to make a super group or something like no, that. No, you get one. Honestly, um, I like that question better because that's where my brain was going as well. You well, pick one from each. And we can do we yeah. can do that after this. Yeah, so okay. my, my thing is you get only one person. The rest of them, their careers never happen. So here's the thing. I'm knocking out the Beatles, and I think the world will be better for it. Amen. Immediately. I'm Except knock- for, like, Ringo. Ringo was the only good one. Yeah. No, George Harrison was good. George no, Harrison. My bad. George Harrison. George yeah, Harrison. Yeah. Ringo. Dude, Ringo's such a weird one to choose. He's the drummer that literally no one cares about. Exactly. The thing is, like, that's the thing. He was overshadowed by the other three. Yeah. yeah. And that's the sad part. And uh, so, knock out the Beatles entirely. 
for different reasons, just because I don't care about the genre, Knockout Black Sabbath for me. And for me, it comes down to, I always get it mixed up. Is Jimmy Page the singer of Led Zeppelin? That is the guitarist. Uh, guitarist. Okay, so the Jimmy Page is, is the singer. Robert Plant is the Plant. singer. Yes. No, I remember their names. I just forget who is who. Like, I always get those two mixed up. John Paul Jones is the drummer. No, John Paul Jones is the bassist. John Bonham is their John drummer. John Bonham. Yeah. So for me, it's a question between Keith Richards, Jimmy Page, and John Paul Jones. To me, it's between those three. And probably what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to choose... It's tough, because I really like... J- Jimmy Page is a really good guitarist. Like, I get that Led, I get that Stairway to Heaven... I get that Stairway to Heaven is overplayed. It's a meme that everyone... Yeah, it is. But you, it is a masterpiece. But and the, the rule is when you go to guitar stores and stuff, you don't play, you stairway. Don't play stairway. Yeah, like because it's out of respect for the song and nobody wants to hear it. You yeah. also don't play Wonderwall because nobody wants to hear it. You know, that's it, not that, out that's of respect. Because after of, all, you're my Wonderwall. And that's literally what it is. Yeah. yeah. But um, so oh, I lost my train of thought. Hold on, it's back. So the. I'm not even when I think of Stairway to Heaven. I'm not even thinking of that guitar at the beginning. I'm thinking of the solo. Yeah, the solo is fantastic. Yeah, that solo is one of my favorite guitar solos of all time. Mm-hmm. I really respect Jimmy Page as a guitarist, but I'm probably gonna choose John Paul Jones as a bassist because list like listen. Do yourselves a favor and like listen to like Ramble On by Led Zeppelin. I love the bass in that. Mm. He's a phenomenal bass and player. That's because you're a bass player. Yeah, he would. You pick you pick him because you're a bass player. Dude, he was Flea before Flea was born. Sure, like he is doing Flea bass lines in their songs. Yes, and so I would probably have to go with John Paul Jones. So that would be my pick. John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin would be the one. One I person choose. from like, each. One no one person. We'll we'll do one from each after. Yeah. Okay, so, so you one person you only get him. one person to choose from the four bands, excluding subbing, Jimmy Hendrix, subbing out Hendrix. And from there, that that person has a career. Okay. Every other member of every band had nothing. Let's see. I'm going to have to look at the Wikipedia pages because I don't remember who's who in any of these bands. It's been so long since uh, I've looked. So give me a second. You have... We can continue talking. You have the four there, which are John... Paul, Ringo, and George. The Beatles are out. You have Mick, Keith, and a bunch of unknowns. Jimmy, Robert, John, and John from Zeppelin. I can't remember the drummer's name. Oh, um... I can't remember the drummer's name from, uh... Sabbath? Yeah. Because uh, I remember it, there there was Ozzy or... Is it Bill Ward? Yeah, Bill Ward. Oh, okay. Bill Ward, yeah. Everybody forgets about Bill Ward. Yeah. But Bill was the one that... He was the reason why a lot of people didn't want to come back. Yeah. Same as Geezer. Nobody remembers Geezer. No, I remember Geezer. Geezer was very good. Yeah, but you you always but hear everybody... people talk about Ozzy and Tommy Iommi. Yeah, exactly. Because of all the coke they did. Well, not just that, like... You look at what Tony did, because Tony was also a yeah. left-handed guitarist. Like, that's the thing. Like People are like, man, Hendrix from that time period, man. Like, Hendrix was so good. I was like, don't you guys remember? Um, 
Iomi was also left-handed. Honestly, out of all of them, I would probably pick Robert Plant. Okay. You'd pick a singer? Yeah. Were, were, singers, on, were singers on the table? Or were yeah, we just... singers were on the table. Okay, I thought it was just... Singers are musicians, too. Well, I, I thought like you were... The, the, the voice is an instrument. No, I thought you were specifying instrumentalists. Doesn't matter, though, because I would still choose uh, John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. Yeah. So... Well, I would choose Robert Plant, but this also comes from the fact that I'm a vocalist. Yeah. And see, the thing is, like, I, I'm stuck between Tony and Ozzy. If, if I... If I had to pick someone just for their uh, instrument playing ability, it would probably be Tony Iommi. Yeah. And, and the thing is, even with having to overcome the difficulties that he had. Yeah. Because he had... Uh, oh, was Tony Iommi the one who played with, like, missing... He had the... He had finger caps. Yeah, finger caps because his fingers had been taken off. Yeah. That's, yeah. Dude, that's pretty metal. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's pretty <laughs> metal, man. Uh, and so for me, like, that's... Like, I'm stuck between Tony... And Ozzy, I'm stuck in between Tony and Ozzy because with Tony you get some very amazing things, but with Ozzy you get some amazing in like amazing performers along with him. So with Ozzy's career, you also get Randy Rhodes. You also get um, what's the uh, Zach Wild. Uh, both those two were guitarists for him mm-hmm. on his solo careers. Who were, who did the stuff in Crazy Train? Um, that was um, I just said his name, Randy Rhodes. Randy okay. Rhodes was literally one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Dude, can we do this for every decade? Eventually, <laughs> I don't. I want to do some more decades tonight. Yeah. Uh, then you can like. Move on, and you get Zach Wilde, which he was the one who did Bark of the Moon and all that stuff. And then yeah. you see all the craziness of Ozzy, too. So yeah. it's like I lean towards Ozzy, even though I'm dominantly a guitarist. I just want to see what decade they started in 90s, 80s, or 82. Dude, they get counted in the 80s. Wow, that almost doesn't feel fair, though. It doesn't with Chili Peppers. We're, for those of you listening, we're jumping ahead a little bit while Luke, while Luke debates who he's going to pick. I was I, jumping. I would. I I'd honestly would have to say Tony Iommi because I figured you would. Like I, I, it's hard not to pick Ozzy. It's very hard. Well, I, I understand but, that, but I figured you would because I think. I, I think it's me tapping into something in me that I think is also in you, which is like instrumentalists appeal to us more because we're instrumentalists. I think. Well, I'm also a vocalist. Still, I don't know what it is, but just like because I play some form of guitar, guitarists always fascinate me way more than singers. Well, for me, I I see music not just necessarily as vocals too. Like music can be instrumental. And so, like one music. of my favorite artists of all time is Joe Satriani, which has no singing parts in any of his songs. Really? Dude, I used to really. I and he has. 14 studio albums. I also feel like just lyrics can also be music because you have a musical cadence yeah. to it's just spoken fall. words. It's gonna fall. Cap. What? The cap's gonna fall on you. Oh. One of my um, one of my oh, favorite man. bands of all time. They're probably the most oh, influential. Man, I was just like, it's gonna fall. It's gonna fall. They're what? probably one of my favorite bands of all time. And Gojira? No. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> 
They're actually a French band. They're they're really good. Uh, what, what's uh, the name of the guy uh, who wrote uh, the Godzilla song? No, uh, uh, Blue Oyster. Edgar Winter. Yeah, Blue, no, Blue Edgar Oyster is who I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. I, I was with you on the Blue Oyster yeah. one. We gotta throw when we get to whatever decade they're in. We gotta throw some love their way. Oh, but back to where back to Blue where Oyster I was. is one of the most underrated bands. I agree with you, but one of my favorite bands of all time, and most people would not oh, agree. With they were, they wrote Florida Man. Remember that? I forgot about Florida Man. <laughs> they got, oh! But this band's not great instrumentally. Uh, but their vocalist—they're uh, almost like spoken word band with which, like which band? Uh, hotel books. Okay, I'll show you later. Uh, it's very much spoken word. Uh, it's like a lot of poetry. But as from a writing perspective, as far as the way that he writes, it's been one of the most influential things for me as far as the way that I write lyrics. Just because of the way that... Uh, the way that he tells a story in spoken word and poetry. Yeah. Uh, it almost has like a post rock sound to it, as far as the music. You've ever listened to any post rock? Oh, okay. I have no idea what post rock is. Okay, post rock. It's, it's like, very it's surprising. Ambient. It's oh, okay. after rock. Is it kind of uh, obviously? Uh, it's very ambient. With would like, you like compare it to like Sleep? I don't know what that is. They have the song Dope Smoker. I've never heard that. It's an hour and three minutes long. No. The song, no. Dope Smoker. But that does sound like post-rock. It's so. it, they're like, they're like Doom Sludge-ish. Okay, yeah. I, I would say it's like that, but with the same, not the same chord progressions, but the same tuning. It's like okay. rock. Okay. Maybe a little bit off from that. Uh, okay, but. side note, just uh, off question. What is your thoughts on that one song that came out? Don't do you, worry about it. Do you just have a... Shotgun slug sitting on your desk. It's not a slug. It's birdshot. Do you just have a shotgun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the problem with it? Sometimes I put it in my mouth. <laughs> just chew on it. Why is no, it? Act like it's a cigar. <laughs> uh, why is it? Do you actually? No. Okay, good. I was gonna be disgusted. <laughs> Gosh, it's just as I. Uh, I accidentally brought it home with me when I went uh, skeet shooting with my cousin. Yeah. What was the song you were about to ask me about? What's your thoughts on that one Nickelback song that came out? Like, San Quentin, I think is what it was. Look at this photograph! No, wrong song. <laughs> Every time I is do it, it makes me it, laugh! Yeah, it's new. I haven't heard like, it. Like, it starts out metalcore-ish. Really? And then turns into Nickelback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, everyone's like... This is Nickelback, and they're like, "This, this is, is Nickelback." Nickelback. Okay. <laughs> Immediately, like, "Oh my gosh, it. they changed!" And then they didn't change. There's Why a- did our eyes get so red? Okay, so speaking of bands that changed their sound, Chili slightly. Peppers. No. Mm. Yes. Mm. Compare their first album to their newest one. I wasn't saying no that I disagree with you. I was saying no that wasn't my point. No, this is not the band I'm talking about. Uh, Pierce the Vell put out a new song that sounds very much like Deftones. But what? in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, it's called... Oh, um, bands that changed their sound. King Gizzard's like my go-to. I don't know that. King Gizzard, the Lizard Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, I'm glad you guys know who that is because I don't. <laughs> Dude, I've talked, I've shown them to you before. It's been a hot minute. I've slept, slept since then. A lot of words. Wait, is there another band, kind of like the Rolling Stones, where it's like, oh, is it the weird band that had um... "Past the Nirvana" by Pierce the Veil? It's a new song. "Past the Nirvana." Past the Nirvana. Pathler Nirvana, yeah. Pass the Kurt Cobain, dude. <laughs> Kurt Cobain, more like Kurt Cocaine. Right? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> something in the way. No, no, that's something in the weed. <laughs> oh, God. Then they take the hit and go. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, and then uh, I have not heard this past their Nirvana. Okay. <laughs> I, I've <laughs> I'm sorry. I long long pause there, but no, I've not heard past the Nirvana. Okay, I'll play it for you after. Oh no, gosh. Okay, so I don't know if you're here for this. Luke chose Tony Iommi. I chose Tony Iommi. Okay, I did. because you get like. All the instrumentation that influenced all the other yeah. instrumentation. So, as far as instrumentalists go, I would also choose Tony Iommi. As far as vocalists go, I would choose Robert Plant. Yeah, in terms of vocalists, vocalists? Oz. Because with Ozzy, you get Robert. With Ozzy, you get Randy Rhodes and Zach. Wilde. Okay, actually, so I now think that's true. Now we can transition over to what you and I thought it was, which was choose one from each. And for me, I've already figured it out. John Paul Jones, bassist from Led Zeppelin. Keith Richards, guitarist from Rolling Stones. Ozzy Osbourne, singer from Black Sabbath. And Ringo Starr from The Beatles, because Ringo, he'll just sit in the background and won't influence anything, which is what I want anyone who was in The Beatles to do. Do not touch the songwriting, just do what the creative people tell you to Obviously, do. Obviously, you take Ringo always from The Beatles. Yeah. I have no idea who to take from... You know what? I don't need a bassist. <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't need a bassist. Why would you not take John Paul Jones? Because I'm taking Robert Plant. Oh, did you... Oh, you took... Because I'm taking Robert Plant. Is That's why. Oh, as the singer? Yes. Okay. And then I take Tony still. So you would just take the bassist from Rolling Stones, I guess. No, no. I don't need a bassist. I, I, don't, I don't even, like, acknowledge that. I agree with you minus the bassist. Like, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I agree with you. Minus the basis, I think we're like we're Tony on the same can page do it. He's this. got it. Yeah, <laughs> you can just like drop your tuning down to drop A. Just be yeah. fine. <laughs> well, then you don't have a guitarist because he's doing the. No, bass I'm part. saying like you you do like a uh, a track and then you play it the, over the track ew. at the same time. Yeah, ew. no, you ew. know it's like lip syncing, dude. If you can't, yeah, yeah, that's why I don't like. Yeah, it. dude, if you can't do it. If you can't do it live, then don't do okay. another recording. There was a band that used to be here that did that, but they would have a track for their songs as they played, but they would actually be performing their song to the track of themselves recorded. Ew. So, oh, anytime, okay, so they were listening to themselves play and then playing back to that. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, but anytime, like, the vocalist would mess up or like he'd take a second and like hold the mic out to the crowd or something. You'd still hear him. You would still hear him. And it was like, why are you doing this? It was like lip syncing with extra steps. 
It was lip syncing to the nth degree. Because, yes. Because Einstein thought he didn't need a bassist in his supergroup. That's why. I'm just saying I don't need a bass player from the Rolling Stones. I mean, that's fair. I don't even know who their bass player exactly. is. Exactly. My point. They don't have one. Well, they don't currently. Yeah, they don't currently have one. Honestly. Wait, is this their bassist or their drummer? No, he's the bass player. Honestly, here's what I My bad. I mean, I could take Ronnie Wood. Who's their drummer then? Non-existent. Is it Charlie Watts? Let me see if they've got the thing where they have, a, like, the timeline of their, uh... They always... Oh my gosh, that's hard to read. That is awful. It's not visually appealing. There are too many colors what that, that flash. Te- what that tells me is this. No, so you... You're right, it was, um... Their drummer, their drummer was Charlie Watts, but he... He left... He left, like, in the last four years, apparently. Uh, he left in 2019, it looks like. No, that'd be... Somewhere between... That would be, like, 2020... 21. Or, or 2021, 21. yeah. He left uh, around, like, August of 21. So that's recent. Or maybe he died. His death. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he died. He didn't leave. Oh, he, he, no, he did! Left. He left. He, he left did! Yeah, he... Yeah, he, he He's le- taking a dirt nap. Yeah, he left. He just... <laughs> He left. He just left with a bang. I don't know if it was a bang. It was more like he was getting out of here before the Rona. But okay, so I, yeah, I guess. What are they? So what are they going to do now? Then they they repl- don't. That's what. Or or they just pick up another. They, well, drummer. the thing is, you did you notice they had two charts? One of them was for regular stuff, and the other one was for touring. Oh. So drum. Yeah. Oh, so they. Oh, so they just got this guy as their touring drummer. Uh, that would be Jordan or Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan. Never heard of him. Some dude. Dude, I would actually be kind of. I would be kind of upset. Like if I, like if I got hired, for like a band like the Rolling Stones, but they wouldn't let me be on their roster. They just keep me classified as a touring musician. I'd be like, well, they have a lot of bands do. Like that, they're hired in as a tour. Yeah. A lot of bands also have separate studio musicians from the ones that actually tour. You know, exactly. You know, I understand that, but I mean specifically, like, if they don't have an actual drummer and you're their drummer, mm. but they haven't made you an official part of the lineup, they just keep you as touring and be like, dude. Right. It's almost like an extended tryout, though. I guess so. <laughs> you can't, hard to do an extended tryout with a band that's uh, full of 90-year-olds. <laughs> How extended are you going? Like, we're all, like, surprised Keith Richards is still around. Let's be honest. Dude, I heard a story from... Uh, so I feel like the drugs just preserved him. And that's why he's still alive. Like, literally, it's like him and Jack Nicholson. Like, there's no way those two should still be alive. Dude, Jack, I, you mean Mick Jagger? No. Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Actor, boy, Jack Nicholson. Dude, I, uh, the way those two did drugs, yes. along with Ozzy, like, all three of them, yeah. It's I am surprised they've lived... Dude, the the last band I was a part of, um, the 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 lead the lead sort of singer and guitarist of the band was he he was one of those like as you're super into music he knows all the stories <coughs> about all the big guys and he was telling me that there he told me a story about Keith Richards where like he once uh, he was like doing heroin or something something with a the needle and the needle broke off and got stuck in him and went into his bloodstream and they had to take him to the hospital. And get it removed before it got to his heart because it would have punctured his heart and killed him. And they somehow managed to. 
Like, literally, he was, like, seconds away from, like, killing himself with a needle that got inside his bloodstream. Mm. He's like, I have to go now. And, that, <laughs> and that's one of... And, and that, that is one of those deals where it's like, you hear that story and you're like, how is that dude... That is not well, someone who should be... And I don't say I don't say this... He doesn't like, sound like a responsible adult. Well, no, it's like, I don't say this as... I don't say this like he deserves it. I'm saying this is someone who, against... Who... By all odds and all reasonable metrics, should not be alive. Something yeah. should have taken him out the way he was living. Yeah. If there it wasn't was, the uh, drugs, it was the needles. That reminds me of the story of uh, t- uh, Tommy Omi and um, Oz. Uh, yeah, and Ozzy. Remember the one story where they did an interview with Ozzy, or it was a video they did with Ozzy. He's just like, he's just sitting there, and he's. God, yeah. he's in another dimension. So, there's that, but is the <laughs> the uh, story that I'm talking about? They were uh, they I were in a hotel this, room. I probably hadn't heard the story. And they had like a brick of coke, and the cop and they heard police sirens. So they were like, "Where are we going to do with all this coke?" And instead of flushing it, like did they snort people, all of it? They snorted yeah. all of it. They they they, they, they split all a the brick group. of coke. So, yes. What? And what? Here's the thing. Okay. Here's what the thing. quantifies here's, the amount of? Wait, no. Wait. Here's the thing. They did all the. Was this Black Sabbath? Did you say? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, Tony and Ozzy. And the uh, wait, just the two of them, not even the full band. No, it was, it was just, just Tony and Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> they split a brick. They it, by complete coincidence, this was the same night that Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a live bat because he no, thought it was a no, his no, But the cops weren't even going to where they were. <laughs> The sirens are like crap. Snort the yeah. snort the coke. They yeah. were outside of the hotel, but not for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So do do either of you guys? So I've got two things. Two things to say in response to that. One is a personal story about a friend of mine, and one is a story. Do either of you know Juice World? I've heard of yes. Juice World. The someone, rap- someone yeah. was wearing a Juice World shirt today. I was like, yeah, that dude's dead. The rapper. Yeah. yeah. So that that's where the story's going. Juice World is the only rapper that I like because I hate rap. I hate it with a passion. Mm-hmm. I like Juice World because you, you like dead people. No. <laughs> so necrophilia. <laughs> I like Juice World because Juice World is one of the only rappers who who like Juice World was one of the only rappers who made the radical discovery that guitars exist and put them in his music. Okay. Not not Lil Wayne. Who I said could, who could play a guitar. <laughs> said one of. I, I will tell you, like, people are like, oh, yeah, Little Wayne's, like, such a good guitarist. I'm like... Well, I don't think Juice World was playing his own guitar stuff. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, like, people are like, he's a he's an influential, like, he's really good. He was yeah. bad. You know who's surprisingly a good guitarist? Who? Post Malone. Yeah, yeah. He's surprisingly a really good guitarist. Yeah, Post Malone's great. Well, Juice World's actually really influential in the rap genre too, because he was I the first—he was one of the first emo rappers to blow up. Yeah. So instead of singing songs about how cool it is being a rapper who has sex all the time, he sang—he sang about that too, and I don't like. He sang about depression. Yeah, he's—he's he's, <laughs> yeah. he's slit-wristed music. It's literal slit-wristed music. No, he's, yeah, he was so all rap. He sang—he sang about being addicted to drugs and how drugs were the only thing that could get him through the day. Sometimes that how like. Um, and about um, and about like wanting to commit suicide and stuff like that. Stuff where like now that he's dead and I know how he died, like it actually bewilders me that people didn't try and get him help because he had friends who like, would like collaborate with with him on stuff. Yeah. And like I listened to Juice World's music. Did he commit suicide? He OD'd. Oh, okay. 
And so he sings about, like, death and suicide. There are songs... The first album that got released after... The first album that got released after he OD'd had a song on it, on it called Already Dead, where he sings about how people want him dead, but he's already dead, and they don't just don't know it yet. Stuff like that, where, like, if I'm his friend, and I know he's... You rec- hear this stuff, and you're like... Hmm. So, if well, you like Juice World, I feel like you'd, you'd like uh, Lil Peep. Okay. I really feel like you'd like Lil Peep. Well, here's the thing. Here's, I like it. I like can Juice... Can we get off the rap track, please? We will in a second, I, because well, here's I, the thing. I, I'm in the emo rap. I like Juice World against all odds, though. Okay. Against all odds. I like him specifically because he's got really good guitar parts in his stuff. I mean, okay. Whenever it's, you guys want to start talking about bluegrass, I'm up for it. But so... <laughs> fine, I'll go. <laughs> back off of... But so, Juice World, the way he died was similar to that story about Ozzy and Tony. So, he was on a plane... With like a suit with with a suitcase full of like just shot to the brim with like prescription pills and stuff. That mm. he, oh, that's even worse. Yeah, that yeah. he didn't have that like he didn't have a prescription for that he had gotten illegally. Yeah. And someone on the plane somehow found out that there was someone with drugs on board the plane. They reported it to the pilot, and the pilot radioed it into the airport they were going to. So they touched down and like by. Police officers get on the plane and s- to search it to find the person who has the drugs. Juice World sees that and he gets his he gets like all the pills he has and takes them all right there, like at once. And he OD'd on the plane and died. Yeah. No. Same exact story. It's just he died. Where for well, some reason Tony I, and I, and Ozzy didn't. No. I think it. I think it's something to say because like though like cocaine in its purest is cocaine. Yeah. Like, it does its job well. And... Do you speak from experience? No, I'm saying, like, it's one substance. We don't know if it was all the same drug or some of the same drug that Juice World had. No. Right. That's my point. So, like, if he... Like, it could have been a plethora of stuff and it was all mixed together. All that stuff caused his heart to burst. And there's a big difference between opiates at... Opiates or benzos compared to cocaine as well because they're all system depressants. Yes, and whereas cocaine's a stimulant. Cocaine, it it, it can make your heart burst. Oh yeah, which we're surprised. Uh, he had, so it says that it uh, what he had Percocet pills. Ooh. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. So I don't know it's how all oxycodone. Or not. Law enforcement uh, officials later revealed cover they found, over, uh, Percocet. I think it's Ox. What, wait, what's in Percocet? Uh, just hover over. Wait, Percocet. hold on. I, I'm trying to read. So he also had 70 pounds of marijuana on him, apparently. Did he eat all of that, too? I don't know. No. Nah. <laughs> I don't know what he did with the marijuana, but apparently he... How can you have just 70 pounds of weed on you? That's a lot of weed. That is a lot of weed. Yeah, let's see. It doesn't say how much of the Percocet he had on him, so I don't know how hover much Hover over Percocet really quick. I don't remember what's this. multiple... Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, oxycodone Opioid and acetaminophen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a. Uh, you, well, the thing is, you take enough uh, acetaminophen, your heart will, like, just stop. Yeah, know? so he swallowed multiple Percocet pills to hide it, and, yeah, he OD'd. Acetaminophen's actually the most OD'd drug in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so also here it says the medical examiner said he died from toxic levels of oxycodone and codeine present in his system. Yeah. yeah. So. Sugar water purple, a little bit of codeine. 
Yeah, that's a sad one. So like I I like after Not I started to bring it down or anything. Well, it actually is really sad because I like unironically I when I listen to some of his stuff where he talks about depression and the drugs he takes to deal with it, like where he's just he just like will straight up say that he's taking drugs to get through his life and stuff like that. And when I listen to the songs like that, I'm gen- I, like I genuinely am just sitting there like, dude, I don't understand why. Apparently he like his friends and family staged an intervention like a week before he died, and he agreed to go to rehab like a week before he died. So that's double sad. Yeah. But like for me, it's just like like if Luke like we're all musicians. So like if one of you two were like because I've got your contact info, if one of you were releasing like a song saying like I'm like life like I like I hate life. Life sucks. I want to die. Yeah, I wa- drugs make it easier. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I would call you like I would call you and be like. What the? F- or or if I wrote a song like "Put the gun to your head and pull the trigger, put it under your chin and the hole gets bigger." Yeah, and, and like, I would cherish some stuff that I wrote while in my darkest moments. Yeah, dude, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> like I like if you were I've been, I didn't write anything, but I swear to you, I I had dark moments too. Yeah. Like like if you were oh, publishing, yeah, I'm sure. Like if you're publishing songs like that, and I didn't think they were memeing, because honestly, with you guys, I would think with you specifically, Luke, I would think some of them might be memes or joke songs. Yeah. Well, the thing is this: if I write a song like you better know it means something because yeah, I yeah. can't write a song worth crap but so like if you were releasing songs like that I would have to call you and be like what the f- is going on with you yeah <laughs> speaking Dude, of writing I, I think I'm going to start ghost writing ghost writing yeah that? like writing for other people Oh, okay. Yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be just a handle man oh yeah. and he would he would also write songs about how lonely he felt like how he just felt alone, and so I would also call him and be all, and like, "Hey, I've called you. I'm checking in on you." And like, if you got like, if I were to get it blo- blown off, I would like say over the phone, like, "Okay, so I've called you. I'm here for you. I've told you that. If you release another song saying you feel alone, I swear I'm going to fly over to where you are and I'm going to beat you myself because I don't know why you're writing this stuff when I'm trying to help you." Yeah. Well, the well, thing see- is, this like his mom. Claims that he was also dealing with anxiety and depression on top of his battles with drug addiction. So oh, yeah. But here's the thing about anxiety and... Like, I can actually relate to a lot of uh, a lot of his stuff. Um, because I've dealt with anxiety and depression for a very long time. That's um, been much better over the last, like, three to six months. Yeah. Um, but the thing about anxiety and depression is you don't want to reach out to anybody. Because oh, I, I know the, that what I'm saying is like I don't understand why people weren't. Well, and I don't know for it's sure. The people on the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah well, even when people it. reach out, you're like, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, I, what I mean is just like I, I, I'm gonna assume that people did reach out, but it's just when I listen to the songs, I'm like, dude, if I had this dude's phone number, I would be reaching out like twenty every single time a new song drops where he talks about how like where he sings about how he needs drugs to get through the day. I'm like, okay. Third phone call this month. Yeah. <laughs> calling you like, about hey, his drug use. Hey, years. bro. I heard about that last one. You said, oh, it was nothing. And then you wrote another one. And it sounds strangely similar how drugs are all you need to live. You good? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. I know <laughs> I called you two weeks ago about this. Yeah. You don't sound good. Are you okay? Yeah. No, I'm fine. A week and a half later, hey, bro, again, okay, literally, it gets, oh, it that, can get old. But that's why I brought up uh, Lil Peep, because a lot of his stuff's the same. Okay. Um, but he also, he started on SoundCloud, but he was literally homeless when he started. Okay. Kind of like Post Malone. Like, literally brought himself up 
mixed and recorded everything himself while being homeless. Yeah. Like, literally living on the streets. And then he owned it as well. I'm I'm still listening. You go in different eras now? Yeah, I want to... I want to hit different eras, so I'm listening to you yeah. with all that. But like, so what are good bands? And if you got anything more to say on Little Peep, just I don't know. That's about it. Okay, I'm not trying to cut you off. Or no, anything. you're good. Van Halen. Van Halen. Okay. Yes. Like the biggest bands from the '70s. Van Halen. I see. I don't know the '70s as well. Like, what are the Blue Oyster Cult from? Um, uh, the early '80s, if I remember correctly. Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, 67. Oh my gosh! Oh, that is so sad! We can't talk about them because they're from the 60s and we already moved on. No, I mean, you can say that they're from the 70s because they're most... So you see their stuff here is their early years, which you They're still active? Yeah, they're still active. Dude, they they released an album in 2020. Really? Yeah, they had a song on it called Florida Man. It's amazing. It is hilarious. Okay. Yeah, actually, so pause from this. I'm actually genuinely impressed by that because so many bands from that era quit releasing music and just continued to tour on their old songs. (laughs) So this is how I'm impressed that a band that's formed in the 60s full of old men was able to capitalize on the Florida Man meme. And okay, so well. I've got to read the lyrics. I'm going to read. Should you settle down in the sunshine state, viewers, listeners, that you're in for a treat, you should know of its tangled fate, how the conquistador came to Florida long before it had a name. The medicine man of the Seminole knelt by the sacred flame and cursed the soul of the conquistador and his son and his sons and the young ones of the Florida man. Then the, then the chorus is just repeating Florida man over and over. So let me get to course, chorus two. Down at the mall where the boas crawl, Ted makes love to a concrete wall. His brother Red said his uncle Ned found Elvis in a loaf of bread. High on meth, there's little Beth. The neighbor's cat is on her breath. Dan dreams he's got red wings of fire. He's waking and shaking on a power wire. <laughs> Florida man. Florida man. He's, he's cursed. cursed. <laughs> Slim sees his face on a moonlit wave. He grabs a shovel and digs his own grave. Florida Lee- man. <laughs> Lee hates plate glass. He drives right through it. Said Alice's caterpillar made him do it. Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> a Miami nurse snatches a purse and drives down the freeway in reverse. Florida, Florida man. Phil asks the cops to test his drugs after they find him hiding under a rug. Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> He's cursed. Don't don't you don't you laugh? It could be you. The Florida curse always comes true. You can jeer, but you don't understand. Of any fragile soul can be a Florida man. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that song came out what year? Twenty twenty. Of all things, which honestly, like, it's hilarious to see. Dude, I think I want to see what what singles it came out with. So you could see prospectively, like, what years. So and so you could say, like, Don't Fear the Reaper came out in 76. Don't Fear the Raper, great song. Raper. Don't, <laughs> Raper. Yeah, don't, don't Fear, fear the, the Raper, Raper definitely. <laughs> don't, don't Fear the Reaper. Um, don't Fear the Reaper, great song. Um, Godzilla's pretty good. Godzilla's probably my favorite by them. Same. My that was fav- actually the first song I bought on iTunes was Godzilla. My, favorite's, my favorite's Burning For You. That is a good song. Mm, it's good. 
But, like, Don't Fear the Reaper, Godzilla, and Burnin' For You are, like, my three favorite ones from that band. And then, um, and then there's Florida Man, which has this very... And now we have Florida Man. And they have no singles from their new album? I guess not, actually. No. They probably haven't released any or whatever. Yeah, no singles off of this one. What, um... Yeah? Hang on. Florida Man, my, track number 10. I'm getting tired and my brain's not working. Florida Man! Six Florida Man! Oh, I guess we're still in the 60s. No, we're, we're in the 70s, technically, because their big stuff started coming out in the 70s. Alright, we can throw them in the 70s Because, then. Uh, oh, Iron Maiden! Yes. Right. Iron Maiden came out in the 70s. Okay, so... Like, dude, I swear to you, Iron Maiden is hyper-influential and still touring to this day. Yes, even though, they're new, even though they don't sound good anymore. <laughs> His voice you mean, is You so mean bad. Bruce doesn't sound yeah, good. True. The other guys. Freaking Nico on Have you heard their most, their most recent album, though? No, I've not. Oh, it's a slog fest. I, heard. I just want to go to sleep. That's the 80s. I think they do, too. Wait, what? When did he start? Well, he he began his professional career in 1963. Bowie is 60s. His what? famous stuff came out in the, the space, 70s and 80s. Except for Space Oddity, which came out in 1969. Luke, you've you lied to me, Luke. And honestly, I feel well, like... Well, the thing is this. I've I, always heard Bowie's was like 70 and 80s. See, I feel like Space Oddity was his best song, though. Fine, we can we can include keep Bowie in the 70s because we need to talk about him at some point. And uh, let's see, when did Prince get big? After we're done with the 80s, 80s though, 90s. I'm going to have to go. Same. Oh, you're going to have to go? Yeah, I'm going to have to go to bed. Uh, Prince... Yeah. I've got to get up in the draft and knock 75. 75? Are you meeting up with... Yes. Okay, yeah, his first album was in 78, so Prince is firmly in the 70s. Yeah, we're doing our Valentine's Day thing tomorrow. So. So. Cute. Unfortunately, I would say Blue Oyster Cult is probably my favorite. Unfortunately? Well, what I'm saying is, unfortunately, they're my favorite, but in terms of, like, Everything else, aside from like my favorite, when I'm ranking my favorite, they go there and then they lose on everything else in terms of exposure, in terms of influence, because they they just don't have the like, rec- they just don't have the exposure that they deserve. I think. With Lewis Circle, yeah, I agree. So like. I really don't think Blue Oyster Cult. If we're talking about like fame and influence, I don't think they even really quote-unquote deserve to be listed with the, thought, these others. I'm just listing them because I want to I feel to like if we're doing them. the 70s, we should also include Rush. Yeah. Oh, wait, Pink Floyd. Pink Rush Flo- and Pink Floyd. Yeah, both. I'm going to stick my head out. Pink. Hopefully it's not raining, but probably is. So, Luke, is it possible to, in your editing, uh, split stuff and save them to two different files? I can, like, what I can do is I can save the files differently. Yeah, that's what I mean, because I think what we could do with this one is, like, cut it when we get to the music section and release two episodes. Because yeah. this is, uh... It is a decently long episode. Yeah, it started... It started... Our discussion of, like, band stuff started at, like, two, like two hours, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So And it's, like, it is completely consumed, this part, to the point yeah. where, like, it, does, it, it can it's be its own episode on its own. 
Because what you could do is you can go into the system and just like upload, and then you go in and do it again. Yeah. And then you just cut. Rush. I feel like with the music part, sixty-eight. We, yeah. I feel like with the music part, you need to have me on again, and we do a part two for this. That's like okay. the nineties, two thousands. Oh yeah, we be part two. Yeah, I definitely want to keep going to the. Like this will be the Alex survival guide. No, since since we're, since the we're, guest survival guide with Alex. No, since we're cutting it in half, this is part of why I want to do it so I can for the naming scheme. If we cut it when we get to the music, the first half because we focus. Pedro Pascal was the yeah, running the, thing through that. So the, the Pedro the, Pascal the, survival. Yeah, the, the Pedro the, Pas- Pedro, the, the Pascal survival. Yeah, guide. the Pedro Pascal survival guide. Then the episode. PP survival guide. Yeah. Then the second half. <laughs> I just caught that. I was talking over you. I didn't need to hear that. Then, this, then the the fourth episode that we cut out of this will be the the uh, m- the music survival guide. Yeah. It can be part one. So, uh, Pink Floyd. So they started in '65. I almost think that Pink Floyd should have been included with the '60s. The Pink Floyd started in '65, but the thing is, this you have to look at like what like influential stuff. Like, yeah, you may have started then, sure, okay, but. Where was your legacy? Yeah, well, go down. Part of it's just because I feel like it would be easier to have them in the 60s to space it out. Like, uh, The Wall didn't come out until 79. Okay. So um, that's where I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, so The Wall's their most influential Dark Side of the one. Moon is the other influence. That's the most influential one by them. And then The Wall. And then The Wall. And so. then my favorite album is Wish You Were Here. Yeah, so like their main influential stuff came out in the 70s. Wish You Were Here has Shine On You Crazy Diamond by it, on it, and that, that's my favorite song from them. Oh my gosh, my butt hurts. Oh, it's sitting too long. So, if we're including Pink Floyd in the 70s, so what I'm saying, Blue Oyster Cult, it is a tie for me. Favorite band, because... So I actually do genuinely like Led Zeppelin from the 60s. Like, I genuinely yeah. like... All of these bands... I like songs from some of them, but I'm not, like, a fan of the band itself. Yeah. The closest I come to being a fan of any of these bands are Blue Oyster Cult and Pink Floyd, so those two would be battling out for my favorite from this era. In terms in terms of, like, the other two categories, we talk about fame and expo- fame and influence, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and just remove Blue Oyster Cult entirely, because yeah. they're just... I would agree. So small. Yeah. Um, as far as the bands go that we have, or as far as the bands and musicians that we have here, ACDC, Van Halen. Actually, I, ACDC, I like them too. Iron Maiden, uh, David Bowie, and Prince, I feel like the most influential um, were Van Halen, especially Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Because he's Van in, Halen, like... He in, changed the way that we view the electric guitar. Yes. Uh, that would be a fun running thing to do too, like who's the most influential guitarist, because it seems like yeah. each era does have like a specific guitarist who stands out from everyone else. Well, the yeah. thing is... Is this you can still argue Prince on top of that? I was oh no! So I, I was I was my, about my, to say I was letting you have you said all that. I was going to respond. I think Prince matches Van Eddie Van Halen. I wouldn't say matches, but I'm saying it's arguable. Yeah, that's what. So I'm, I feel it's like it's neck and neck. That's that's what I, I mean. Feel that's Eddie what I mean out. when I say matches. Yeah, neck and neck. Like I, I, I feel like with. With Prince, I'm very ignorant. I, I am too. I don't necessarily enjoy his music. Um, Neither do I, but I like. I just know. I, I respect him as a musician. 
For me, like uh, my I, thing I is, if you're able to get a I know the early two thousands or earlier halftime show at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you had to be influential. You oh, had yeah. to. Now it's just like, oh, are they popular? Yeah. And so, like, I know he played. Um, he played one of those Super Bowl shows. He also had a movie. Hmm. He also had multiple bands he was a part of. Did you know that Prince was one of the only musicians who refused to let give Al Yankovic permission to parody his songs? Exactly. Really? Yeah, and I heard I read an interview with uh, Al Yankovic where he said that he went to like a, the Grammy Awards one time. Mm-hmm. Is Grammy Grammys the, the music yeah, awards? Right? Yeah. yeah. He went to like the Grammys or something like that, and he was sitting in this. And they had assigned seating, and his assigned seating was in the same row as Prince. And this was after Prince had already, ref- like, like refused, like told, refused, given, not given, it, refused to give him permission mm-hmm. to parody his songs. And he said that um, when he sat in that row, and like Prince saw him, Prince sent one of his bodyguards over to Al Yankovic, and the bodyguard told him that Prince, that Prince had requested that he not look at him. At any point during yeah. the ceremony, that man had an ego. Yeah, but at the same time, like I, I do believe that Prince had some sort of regalness to him. Oh well, oh, yeah. why do you think he called himself Prince? Exactly. Also, oh, if we're talking about regalness, I feel like David Bowie also had that as well. No, but it was for a he was a reason. star child. Yes, no, David. Bowie, he wasn't the star though. No, no, what I mean is regalness. So. With Prince, I know what you mean when you say regalness for David Bowie, but with Prince, it's like actual regalness where, like, he kind of, it seems He almost sees himself as, like, a monarchy. Oh, yeah. And and people see him like that, whereas David Bowie, he has this exact same level of exposure and fame that Prince did, but he didn't have regalness, like, not like a royalty He didn't have the... He was freaking uh, weird. Well, no, I'm talking more about Bowie was weird... Whereas Prince had the silver spoon and all the other silver spoons to match it. Yeah. David Bowie was the kid in class who sits in the corner, in the corner and like draws on himself, <laughs> <laughs> rocking back and forth, thinking about pancakes or something. Yeah, like, yeah. with a big, with a big, <laughs> with a with a big smile on his face as he draws all over him. Yeah. But for me, like personally, favorite of all of them. Hands down, Iron Maiden. Okay. Oh, wow. I forgot that Iron Maiden was on this. Um, only person notable from the band I was gonna is guess Bruce Van- Dickinson. I was going to guess Van Halen for you. I like Van Halen. I do. Okay. I like a lot of stuff from Van Halen. I also like the song that most people wouldn't say is their favorite. What's up? Jump. I actually really like that song. Jump too. is so good. <laughs> In the keyboard it's just solo a, It's it? just a good, feel-good song. Yeah. But I would say out of all of these bands, uh, Van Halen's my favorite. Also, uh, I do like the one really famous song that uh, Sammy Hagar had with them that was in... I can't remember the name of it, but it's it was in a couple of movies or yeah. whatever. And I think it's called like Higher or something like that. Yeah. But for me, if you're going to pick one who I believe is the most influential... Van Halen. No. Or ACDC. I, I'm going to say Prince for most influential. It's an understandable yeah. for that choice. And I think the only reason I'm picking it is because I have a better understanding of like the influence that Prince has had 
I don't deny Van Halen's influence, but I understand Prince's better than I understand Van Halen's. I don't know Prince at all. I know I'm Purple a, Rain. I'm the same one. Same. I know Purple Rain is Well, I know that, like, guitarists, like... Not, not that I, like, know a lot of guitarists or have played with a lot of guitarists, but lots of the guitarists I know and guitarists I've been in bands with, like, they always cite Prince as one of their influences. I've noticed. Prince is, Prince is kind of... hang around with a bunch of weird dudes. I think Prince <laughs> is kind of the... Uh, Prince is, like, the 70s sort of answer to Jimi Hendrix, I think. I feel like his stuff was like late seventies into eighties is where you really started to get like that solid like texture of what is Prince. Yeah, well, whatever part of the seventies started, and I think Prince was the artist that rose up in that era to replace Hendrix. Yes, and I, I agree with you on that because like you had to have someone that matched the power of Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Where you got someone that matched the power of Hendrix and also was able to match the ego and do, you, you know, of anybody. And dude, you, you know, to another... So to go back to Prince's ego and stuff like that, what's interesting is I heard a story from one of my friends who he said that Prince... You know, he had his whole backing band because he was the act and the other people on stage were his backing band. It was all about him. Yeah. What's interesting... Experience. Um, is that wasn't the experience? It was the uh, the revolution. Yeah. Did hit? What was his backing band called? There, he had multiple. The Artemis for the artist formerly known as Prince. I remember that. Like uh, it, it, there was you just scroll down because there's a section. I looked at it. It's it's pretty weird. Uh, where is that section? It's down by um, it's down by where you'd find the songs in the touring chart. Okay. Uh, scroll, scroll, there. scroll. He has an album called Batman. Um, so the new power generation, Madhouse, uh, oh yes, I forgot about that album. That's hilarious. We can't say that on air. Gold yeah. N-word. Yeah, gold, uh, N-word. Yeah, it's, uh, the 1993 album yeah, with pr- the new power generation. Pr- yeah, Prince produced an album in 1993 that the title of which rhymed with the word "gold digger." Yes. Uh, um, he also had. The, I think the Revolution was his main backing group for a long time. Okay, so that's what I mean. Like it, it to me it doesn't like the Jimmy. He Hen- had more than one movie. The Jimi Hendrix experience followed Jimi Hendrix's that. entire career, and I was wondering if Prince had that, like a single backing act that went with him, but I guess not. You know what bound we missed as being influential in the 60s? Who? The Doors. I've not heard of them. You know today destroys the night, night divides the day. Oh, when was Ario Speedwagon? 80s. Yeah. Okay, so we've not. And not them. very notable. Yeah. I don't care. I want to. <laughs> I wanted to throw their name out there. When's our no, not no. Uh, as far as like the hippie movement and like the whole psychedelic. Culture, yeah, yeah. We forgot about the Doors, but the Doors was a totally different thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not. It the, wasn't they, more rock. It was more like they were more influential in the culture than they mm-hmm. were okay. musically. Because musically, I don't uh, think that they Jim were. Jim Morrison good bands. and the Doors. He was the Lizard King. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I don't, he was the king of the lizard pin. Okay. Yeah. So I, lizard people. D- different story. We'll talk about it later. But I understand why. Yeah. So the print <coughs> story I have 
was apparently at live shows. Um, so apparently Prince had a policy with his backing musicians, which was he would dock whatever pay he whatever he was paying them. He would dock it based on every note they played wrong or missed. Yeah, and. I, I apparently there are stories of like he would be playing live shows with people and he like he's so locked into the music this is before in years remember that mm-hmm. so like if someone played a wrong note in the middle of the song he would he would turn around while everyone's playing like away from the mic point to the person who had played the wrong note and said that was a hundred bucks and then go back to playing <laughs> that's funny apparently that was <laughs> that's a hundred bucks yeah and then you would just go right back into the song <laughs> which I think. Which I think goes into, like, why Prince was so big and so universally, well, the thing like, is, influential. Because, like, that was the level of dedica- dedication he had. Mm-hmm. The craziest part is this. Like, he, he... Look at the number of records this man released. Yeah, he's got one, so... All of... Uh, one, those two, th- three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven... Hold on. Be careful the two, ones with an asterisk, five, six, because they're re-releases. Nine, Oh, are they? Yes. It says, uh, in- indicates a deluxe reissue for an album that had been released. Oh, okay. So, one, two, three, four. But no, Purple Rain's not on there twice. Yeah. It's just indicating that there was also a deluxe reissue. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So just go ahead and count yeah. them. One, two, okay. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen times three would be... Thirty-nine. Twenty. Yeah, 39, 39 albums from 1978 to 2015. Then he had three more albums come out after he died. Yeah, so that would be 42 albums in total. Also, two albums credited to Madhouse... Three um, albums to the New Power Generation, and then one additional. Hover album. over them. What are what are these? Uh, Madhouse, American Jazz Fusion Band, uh, backing band of oh, backing band of musician Prince. Yeah. So Madhouse. So, so Madhouse seems like something he collabed on. I'm not going to discount those, but if we're talking about stuff that he was entirely behind 100. percent Oh yeah, it's 39 albums. 39, 40, 40, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. 46, 47, 48. Well, it's 46. 47, 48. Well, those those two are a band that he was a part of. I'm talking about stuff where he was the sole sort of creator. Oh, the sole creator. This is fascinating. I had no idea that Prince was this influential or put out that much music. Yeah. I had genuinely no idea. Like, the only song I've ever heard by Prince, I'm pretty sure it was Purple Rain. He's got a... Uh, What's the one about Doves? Doves? I think there's one he does about doves. I, I'm not sure. So we can uh, go up. Sure. Is, uh, Most uh, famous songs would. These just talking about. These just talking about his albums. Uh, so Paisley Park's a song he had. He wrote. I know that. Just uh, Control F. Doves. Most 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 notable songs are nothing compares to. Oh wait, no. I guess those are covers. Uh, let's go to. The singles page then, because they're not listing it up there where I thought they would. Uh, Prince singles discography. We could just go to Spotify and see the top five. We could also do wait, that. Wait, wait. I thought I saw it there. Sorry. Soft and Wet's a good song. I like Soft and Wet. What a song. That is the name of When Doves Cry. That is I. That's the other one I've heard. Part Eight Josuke's Stand. Soft and Wet. Oh, okay. That's how I know that song. I listened to it, and it's actually pretty good. Actually. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, soft and wet. 
Let's was see. it Wind Dove's Cry? Yeah, Wind Dove's Cry oh, is so the one I did. Top, I five, like... top five Prince songs on Spotify. Number one, Purple Rain. Yeah. Number two, Kiss. I think I've heard Kiss too. Uh, number three, Wind Dove's Cry. Oh, number let's... four, Raspberry Bray. And number five, Let's Go Crazy. Now I was about to say, Let's Go Crazy is a good one. Okay. The uh, only one out of that list I've heard is Purple Rain, and I'm not sure I've ever heard the song all the way through. Same. I just know... Yeah. Let's Go Crazy is a pretty good one. My, my old band used to cover that a lot at our shows. And dude, holy crap, look at this. Look at all the um, number ones he's got on here. It's a one. One. Two, one's three, a, four, five. One's like. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You can't. These two? 12, 13. Oh, dude, look 14, at Bat Dance almost across 15, the board. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And those are just number one singles. And those are in the 80s. Yeah, just from the 80s. So then we go down to the 90s. There's 23, 24, 25, um, 26, 27, 28, 29. And then you go to the yeah, 2000s. He doesn't have any number ones in the 2000s. It's got one in the 2010s. Then posthumous. He's not had any posthumous. So literally, he's, he's had over 20 number ones. Well, those are some of those are songs that charted on different boards. If you go to just like individual songs. Uh, over, over 21. One, two, three, uh, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So that's like at least ten different songs that have charted at number one somewhere, sometime. Yes, eleven, eleven. And some of those, in char- some of those eleven songs, promotional singles. There's another one. So in some of those. Uh, 12 songs that we found so far, some of them charted number one on multiple different album yeah. charts. Yeah. He he literally had so much. Yeah, literally dozens of chart topping. Literally dozens of charts that he topped throughout his career. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm with you guys. I'm not a huge fan of Prince, but like this is all stuff that I'm aware that you guys said you weren't aware of that I was aware of where I'm like oh, yeah. where I'm like, yeah, Prince has to be one of the most influential, well known musicians. Yeah. The amount of exposure and the amount of songs that he's put out. 106 singles. 106 singles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. 97 singles, 34 promotional singles, 21 internet singles, and 8, eight internet downloads. Whatever that means. So that's that's just normal singles. If you add in promotional singles, inter- if you add in promotional sing- singles, you get to 140 Singles and then you add internet out. downloads, you also bring that up to... What does internet downloads mean? I don't know, but if you if you want to add it, I don't know what it means, but if you add that in, that gets it up to 163. Yeah, it's... It is insane how much he has. He had 23 songs that were downloaded from the internet. <laughs> and Just that, 23. Just 23. And that is why I... Like I throw my hat behind Prince for most influential. But for, for me, I'm like, but Iron Maiden showed up at Tony Hawk. I've, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> argue, no, no, no. I can't argue that other than saying I don't know Iron Maiden that well. Yeah, Iron Maiden's great. The only, the, I feel like Eddie Van Halen and Prince were both equally as important. Oh yes, 
Um, you get um, you get so much out of Eddie Van Halen. Oh, it, yeah. it literally spawned like most of the thousands new, I don't, upon thousands of guitars. I can say this with one hundred percent confidence: the way that Eddie Van Halen figured out how to use an amp mm-hmm. completely changed music. Yes, one hundred percent. Most of the music that the three of us enjoy. It was all influenced by him. Entirely. Yeah, and I think that would be the difference right now between us talking about Van Halen and Prince. And if you go back to the 60s, the difference between Jimi Hendrix, those three together, the difference between them and the Beatles, I would say, where I... Like, they say the Beatles influenced everything, but I don't think so. Exactly. Where it's like... They influenced the formula for... They influenced the formula for creating... Popular music, exactly. Yeah, they. You can't tell me they influenced uh, Municipal Waste, right? Which is a band. Is they? You can't. I think they are a heavy metal band. I think so. I've heard. Either that or death metal band. One of the two. I was gonna. I was playing hardcore. No. 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 Well, that's just the thing. If I if I have to hear them. If I think about biological monstrosity, which is a grindcore band. Oh yeah. Well, that's just the thing. If I like think about the Prince songs Cavalry that I Cal- do know, oh, I love Cal- if I think about the Prince, the Prince songs that I do know, like there is a uniqueness to them, yeah. and a uniqueness to the Jimi Hendrix stuff. Where like I can believe, I can under, I can believe that the Beatles are somewhat as influential as people say. But the reason they're that influential is because like they created the popular song. They create template, and, it, and also, also they're just like they're just milk toast. They're white bread. Like, they get every... Like, they just sort of... <laughs> they're, they're the butter toast of our generation. No, they're not even buttered. They're just toast. <laughs> they're just yeah. regular toast. There's white bread that's Plain had a wider to it. Yeah, that's the thing. They're like... they're like. No, it's like... To us on, like, setting number two, so it's just a light brown. Like yes. Very, very light tinge of brown on there. Yeah, they're just... Like, they're just bread. Like, they get everywhere because, like, there's... There's so... I don't want to say there's so little of substance to them, but there's so little to like defining defining aspects to their sound. Yeah. Like their sound is just generic enough, I think. Mm-hmm. On most, I, I now, they, say, that, so now they do. I have, wouldn't say just generic enough. Their sound is generic. Right. Right. Well, I still so here's the thing. They do have songs like "Hey Jude" and "Come Together," which I think and, are good. Like for me, the only Beatles song I have ever liked was Eleanor Rigby. Okay. Elmer Rigby's good. I feel like Hey Jude's good. That's actually what my son's named after is that song. Yeah. Nice. Hey Jude uh, is good. Come Together is good. I, what's, what's the one I'm thinking of? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm literally blanking on it. What were you going to say? Together. I already said Come Together. My train of thought's breaking because I'm getting tired. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Beatles. Well, they got a couple of good songs, whereas like Prince and Jimi Hendrix and... Van Halen. I know Van Halen's like stuff like them. Like you listen to their guitar stuff, and like that's not. I, I, it's, it's not generic. Yeah, there's something in me that's fighting against calling the Beatles gem- generic because I feel like that would be too reductive, even though I don't like them. But it. Yeah, but that's the thing. They were like they truly were. They had. They had a sound. They had a formula. They performed the formula. Yeah. Look at ACDC. <laughs> They performed the exact same drum part for 12, no, 13, watch your bloody mouth. Yeah. (laughs) But so, and so that's the thing, and you get to like Prince, 
And I don't listen to a lot of Prince stuff, but I know Prince songs. And you can tell because they're all like... Well, I can tell... Like, you know a Prince song. It's not because Prince has a formula that he sticks to. It's just because his sounds stand out. Mm-hmm. He is like... He's, that's, the, that's the difference. He's a creative in every sense of the word. And, and that's the, like the same with uh, Eddie Van Halen. Like, literally... He went through guitar after guitar until he eventually found that he can't find what he's looking for in any of the guitars he's found. Yeah. So he learned to create guitar sounds. And I, I think that's where the great music... Like, I don't want to bring... Like, sorry to bring it back to the Chili Peppers, because I know you guys are going to roll your eyes, but like, John Frusciante, when he goes solo, and he does, like, his, his like, electric stuff... Yeah. He goes solo because he just wants to do, like... He wants to do Daft Punk type music on his own, and so he's and he can't do it with the Chili Peppers. So he's like, I just want to go do this weird stuff over here. So I'm quitting the band so I can go do that. Yeah, it's like Post Malone, like on the side playing rock music. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the creative behind. He it. actually started in metalcore bands. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, also, I've seen the... videos of him uh, playing in like a crapcore band. Oh my gosh, that, that's, that's that's freaking weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's the creative like side. Back when I was in high school, like John Frusciante, like, if you want to bring it into the main Red Hot Chili Peppers, like they started out as a as like a punk funk group, like yeah. a punk funk fusion. And now band. they're like, and John Frusciante was a fan of them when they were like that. But as soon as he joined the band, the band sound took a complete left turn to alt rock because that was like what Frusciante wanted to do. Yeah, and it, and so it's like that thing where it's like when a creative comes in, it's like the Chili Peppers have this one sound, this one terrible sound because their first like three albums are awful I their first I say that as a hardcore Chili Peppers fans their first three songs are I say awful. that as a horrible fan yeah their first three albums are awful and then John Frusciante comes in and he and he gives them under the bridge and soul to squeeze and give it away things that put them on the map yeah because it's just and it's completely out well, of the field you look at the you look at all that stuff that you'll see these artists who stick out like this like Everybody knows ACDC. Yeah. And there's a particular sound to ACDC. Yeah. And it's unmistakable. Mm-hmm. Breaking balls! Well, I mean, not just... Well, Bon Scott and Brian Johnson had two different sounds to them. The singers, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Where, where Brian Johnson, the one that everybody knows now, is like... <laughs> it's all like back of the throat and nasally-ish. You are right! Bon Scott was more whiny and nasally, not back of the throat bon, at all. Was, bon Scott was the guy who did Highway to Hell, right? Um, he did Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Did he? Yes. Hold on. Um, Dirty Deeds! Dirty Deeds! Uh, I'm going to give you this about did, uh, Chili Peppers. By the way, did you know Axl Rose is the current singer for yes. ACDC? That's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Anyway, go ahead. Axel Tool Ventros. Before I was into metal or any heavy music, Higher Ground by the Chili Peppers was yep. one of my favorite songs. Yeah, and that goes back to like Flea and Frusciante. They carry that band. Yeah. Great like, bass player. Like no, no, he's not. It was genuinely one of my favorite songs. He was a touring I, guy. I haven't heard anything that year. sounded like that. Oh, I thought he was their permanent. Brian, Jerns, Brian Johnson's still in it. He's just dealing with uh, cancer right now. Oh, well, I know they had one singer who had to quit because he was going deaf. Um, don't remember who that was. Um, it may have been Dave Lee. Or Dave Evans. 
Wait, maybe it was Angus Young. No, no, you, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Malcolm. Malcolm you were, is who you were talking about. He had to quit because he was going deaf, and yeah. then he died. Oh, okay. No, this was more recent than that. That was whenever Axel Rose took over. Axel Rose was in 2016. Yeah. But somebody else quit. Somebody else. Was it may have been Brian then. He stepped out for a while. It was Brian. So yeah, Brian stepped out, and Axel Rose took over, and I guess Brian's back now. Hold on. I could have sworn Brian Johnson was also going deaf. Hold on. I guess not. Did you know that Axl Rose's uh, name is an anagram for anal sex? What? His name. His actual name? No. The name Axl Rose, it's an anagram for anal sex. Anal sex. Yeah. What? Where's the N? The end's not there, but for some reason, but that's what he tells everybody, where his name came from. What? Yeah. Is he special? He, yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. We all know this. Yeah. He's Axl Rose. I heard a story online. It was a Corey Taylor from Slipknot. He was telling a story about how he had one of the worst experiences going to a concert, and it was a... Guns and Roses. Dude, I know, I know a Axl Rose and Kurt Cobain story that I can okay. follow so, this with. So the thing is, Corey Taylor gets okay. up there in like the openers did good, and they're waiting for um, Guns and Roses to come on, and they're waiting, and they're waiting. They wait for three hours, and Axl still hasn't came out of the room, out of the dressing room. Okay, so then he finally comes on stage after they convince him. To come out and play. And so eventually they play a couple songs. And then he pull, they bring the grand piano out. So he could start like November Rain or something else. And he just starts like hunting and pecking on the piano. And playing like random bullcrap. It makes no sense. And it sounds horrible. Dude, he pulled, like, a, he pulled it for Shanti and SNL. <laughs> no, worse. Like it was worse than that. It was atrocious. Okay. And... Corey Taylor was just like, I am officially never going to come to a Guns N' Roses show, never buy anything else Guns N' Roses, nothing. And then, because of him saying that, he got more fans to leave the fandom. I left it because I was like, dude's a tool bench. Yeah. He he is the biggest prima donna in all of <laughs> that is That is what I expected his face to look like. Have you ever seen Fat Axl Rose, the meme from... Back in the day? No. Uh, not back in the day. It was, um... That, that also looks like what I would expect. Yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> There's a meme from, like, within the last... I'd say... Ooga-dooga-booga! It's a Tuscan Raider! It's a Tuscan Raider! For those that can't see this, it's a picture of Axl Rose holding the mic stand above his head like a Tuscan Raider. Well, it's not... Well, it's not... Wait, wait, that's Fat Axl right there. It's not even what he's doing. It's not even what he's doing in the picture. I'm just laughing in his face. Just... That's the that is that's the face I expected him to have. Uh, yes. Oh oh, who could have guessed? He was Axl Rose was diagnosed with bipolar disorder that makes sense. as a teenager, of course. Wait, in addition, the psychiatrist made note of his high IQ. And wait, wait, wait! I don't believe concluded that. that his delinquent behavior was evidence of psychosis. 
Oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay, so your story about Axel Rose. So he got so he and Kurt Cobain, I remember so what it was I think if I, I remember hearing about that. If I remember correctly, um Axel Rose offered Nirvana when they were starting out the opportunity to open for them on one of their tours because mm-hmm. he was a fan of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain turned him down and like public started publicly like Hey Axel! Hey Axel! Yeah, that started, whole thing and started public no like start publicly in interviews like just slamming Axel Rose as a band and saying it was terrible and that made Axel Rose uh, like uh, Guns and Roses I guess get, slamming Guns and Roses and that made Axel Rose hate Kurt Cobain and he started um like flaming Cobain in interviews and then they had a confrontation at like a Grammys or something like that, where Axl Rose was giving an interview, and Kurt Cobain's girlfriend started heckling him. Courtney Love. Oh, my God. Something like that. And so Axl Rose told him, told Kurt Cobain to control his uh, woman. Insert word. Yeah, insert word, something like that. And so then Kurt Cobain to retaliate. I think I don't think this is confirmed, but apparently it's rumored that like Kurt Cobain, because Axl Rose was supposed to perform at like a Grammys or something like that, went backstage and either pissed or did something else on the piano that Axl Rose was supposed to play. And as it turns out, Elton John ended up playing that piano instead. (laughs) 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 I've heard numerous artists tell stories about how hard of a person Axl Rose is to work with. He, He is comparable to Marlon Brando. Oh, Marlon Brando and yeah. his like absolute like impossibility to work with is comparable to Axl Rose's. That's why Guns N' Roses broke up. Well, back dude, in what's the day, funny because of him. Well, what's funny is I heard that story about Axl Rose and Kurt Cobain from the podcast Your, ba- Your Favorite Band Sucks. They did, mm-hmm. they told it on their Nirvana episode. If you have I talked to you about that podcast, mm-hmm. um, Alex? It's so it is just a podcast where every episode they do is on a different band, and they explain all the reasons why that band sucks. Isn't okay. the cover art for that uh, like the Metallica? No, that's Metal Sucks. My bad, wrong one. No. Yeah, for um, Metallica's Saint Anger. Yeah, <laughs> no, the the cover for their Nirvana episode is just like a black and white picture of Kurt Cobain from one of their shows, just in the Michael. Uh, <laughs> like that, but um. So they were, they they preface the story where it's on like this is a this they preface this, that story about Kurt Cobain and Axl Rose by saying this is a this is a this is a story like they they are saying you've got to understand this is a story that makes Axl Rose that makes Axl Rose come out looking like the good guy and that is insane because Axl Rose is a insert th- four letter word that rhymes with a word a word with. A word. Cut. Yes. Okay. He he is a very derogatory word. Yeah, he's a very derogatory word. <laughs> and so that's how they preface it. Like this this story makes Axel Rose look like the good guy, and that's insane. Yes. Like, yeah. The, the, hearing Axel Rose is a good guy is an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> like let's be honest here. That is like a switcheroo right there. Like, I don't understand how that could be possible. Because yeah. everything right. that man has ever done, like, he screwed up. Guns N' Roses truly put out two albums together as yeah. a whole. Two. Because of that man's ego. It's Wait, insane. Actually, actually? Hold on. Like. So they've got. They've got Appetite, and then GNR. It, it was. Um, 
Use Your Illusion, and Appetite for Destruction. Those are the two that everyone knows. Everything besides that is Axel's doing. Oh, dude, dude. speaking of oxymorons, Chinese democracy. <laughs> that album has that one album good song. <laughs> that one had one good song on it, and the guitarist wasn't bad. Uh, I, all right, we, we have to record an outro, and you guys are in for a treat because we're... We recorded a monster four and a half hour long one tonight. And so we're having to split it up in multiple parts. We're splitting it up into three parts. And so this intro that we're recording right now is going to be stitched onto the end of each part. So um, I'm saying that in advance to let you know that this is super low effort. We're not even going to try personalizing the outros for each episode. No, we're just going to end this right here. Yeah, we're just ending it right here. Actually, no. You know what? We did personalize them. The the uh, we recorded this exact outro with his exact words three different times, and we nailed it each time. Wait, wait. I think I just messed up. <laughs> well, we'll cut that out. I, we'll definitely cut that out. Okay. Well, we definitely uh, will catch it. I think probably maybe yeah okay. Or are we playing three D chess and we recorded this this exact mess up three wait. times? Wait, I thought we were playing four D chess. What's the difference? What about 5D chess? What's the difference? (laughs) Alright, see you everyone. Alright.